This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast. Um, the topic I'm going to be covering today is how doing an examination... Conscience. I'm not saying in every case, but in most cases will probably help your prayer life. But first, the prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am. 
all that I have and all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. So, in case, I, I'm not sure if in my podcast introduction, if I made this point clear, um, I don't consider any of my social media my work. I'm putting my faith and trust in God that He is directing, you know, uh, on my Pinterest and in my Tumblr what I post. And in the case of both of my podcast channels, what I cover. So I don't know what this uh, direction this this channel's going to take. But over the past three days, I've been... Uh, given, or I'm sorry, blessed with a lot of I, you know, a lot of topics to talk about. And one of those topics was a daily examination of conscience. Now, this is going to be a disclaimer. If you're a Protestant. If you're secular, not being a Catholic um, is not going to help you. Now, for the Vatican II types, um, unless you acknowledge that Vatican II is not a legitimate council, Unless you ask for discernment or spiritual wisdom, this is not going to help you. And this does not mean that the information that I'm going to give is even aimed at true Catholics slash set of contests, because it isn't. Um, this is meant for general edification purposes. What you do with the information that I give you is up to you. God will give you the grace. You have to ask for it. And um, there's another disclaimer I need to say here. The This is based on my experience. And as I never get tired of saying, ad nauseum, people are individuals and God deals with us as individuals. So what works for me may not work for you. But if you are sincere and you are truly desirous of getting deeper in your relationship with Jesus Christ and His Blessed Mother, He will find a way that you 
uh, that you will be able to do that. But I felt it incumbent to just tell you about what's working for me. So, even the bad, well, I shouldn't make this assumption, so I'm just going to lay it out. Catholic dogma teaches that you should you should pray as often as you can as you can but before you go to bed at night you should do an examination of conscience and you know um there there's prayers that you you do before doing the well I'm just going to lay out what I do okay I'm, I'm, I'm sure other people do it differently. This is what I do. Um, there's a section in my prayer book that it is for con- doing a confession. And there's a prayer that you do before looking at the examination of conscience. And then there's a... Um, there are three prayers that come after the prayer, initial prayer. Uh, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be that you do to help ex- uh, to help give you contrition for your sins. And then you do the examination of conscience. And I, I, I've been noticing this actually since last year that When I'm going through the examination of conscience, then if you're a Vatican II type, you want to use a pre-Vatican II examination of conscience. I mean, if you're truly on t- intent on deepening your relationship with Jesus Christ and His Blessed Mother. But um, I've been noticing that as I go through the examination of conscience... Well, let me back up. Let me back up and go, just go to that section. Because there is a particular way I do this. So as I said, there's the initial prayer. And then... Yeah, I actually did this wrong. Okay, so there's the initial prayer. And then... Um, there's the list of the Ten Commandments, the Six Commandments of the Church, and the Seven Deadly Sins. And their opposite virtues. And, you know, and I, once again, I cannot assume that, you know, um, if you're a bad, well, even if you're seven contests, that you know what the seven deadly sins are. So the first one is pride, the second one is covetousness, the third one is lust, the fourth one is anger, the fifth one is gluttony, the sixth one is envy, and the seventh one is sloth and/or laziness. Sloth is just a 
uh, churched up way of saying lazy. So what I these are the roots, the root sins that lead to your other mortal sins. So what I do is is I look at the seven deadly sins and I take whatever sin that is getting at me the most, maybe pride, maybe lust, maybe anger, and I ask the Lord for help. And honestly speaking, even if you're, if, if let's just say swathing and gluttony are not your major sins, you should still ask for help with the venial sins because you, you don't, I mean, part of the point of trying to be a saint is to try to get rid of as many venial sins as possible. But, should you have a venial sin on your soul, as long as you do not have a mortal sin, you get to go to purgatory where you will be purged of those and eventually you will get to heaven and become a saint. And um, then it gives you the examination of the Ten Commandments of God, the one I've got in my prayer book, which, by the way, I will put in my show notes, this prayer book. And just as a disclaimer, this prayer book was published prior to Vatican II, so it uses 15th century, I'm sorry, 16th century English, better known as Shakespearean English. Um, don't let that dissuade you. Don't let that dissuade you. Because I'm not going to lie, when I first started doing this, I was turned off. Because even written in the early 20th century, how many people in the early 20th century were familiar with Shakespeare in English? Now, I would say a lot more than there are today, but it's still a relatively small amount. And when you try to do the prayers and stuff in, in, in the Shakespearean English, they don't... If, if, if flow of a prayer does not... You know, it's not an issue for you, then this next part doesn't apply to you. But if you're like me and you want it to flow... As best as you're able, turn the these, the thous, the vouchsafes, and all that into regular everyday English. Now, in the term of uh, in 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 the word vouchsafe, I had no I I've taken Shakespeare in high school. I have no I I never heard the word vouchsafe, but it kept coming up. So what I went to is I looked it up on Google. And it turns out vouchsafe means given or gives. So if you come across a Shakespearean word that you don't understand, use your Google. Anyhow. Um, 
I don't want to go through the whole examination of conscience. Like I said, I'm going to list the prayer book. And I ain't going to lie in this regard either. My intention when I first bought this book and um, realized that it was written in Shakespearean English I, my first intention was to get another prayer book. But Lord, well Lord Jesus and His Blessed Mother had other plans because what ended up happening was was that I started using Google to translate the term, the, the, the Shakespearean English that I did not understand. And I just, when I did the prayers or whatever, I used the the modern day equivalent of whatever the thou whatever was out there. And the prayers started flowing. And as I, the prayers started flowing and I'm going through this prayer book, I'm noticing more and more prayers, great prayers that I could be using. But... I'm not claiming my experience is going to be your experience. Because it is. So, if the Shakespearean English is going to be an issue with you, there's probably pre-Vatican II Council prayer books out there that are written in modern English. And see if you can pick up your copy of one of those. But make sure that it has the pre-Vatican II examination of conscience. That is vital. Because the Vatican II Council changed a lot of the dogma of the, the true Catholic Church, therefore putting itself outside of our Lord Jesus Christ, who founded the original Catholic Church. And you dismiss this at your own peril. So, okay, so you go through the examine, uh, examination of the conscience, which is called, in my prayer book, examination of the Ten Commandments of God. And then after you do that, you pray the Our Father, a Hail Mary, and a Glory Be to obtain true contrition. Then, there are prayers, in, in my prayer books, there are prayers to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And then, and then, there's, actually, there's more than one, in, in my prayer book, there's more than one act of contrition. There are actually five. There are five acts of contrition. Pick which one suits you and try to get that memorized as best as you can. And if you can't memorize it, don't sweat it. Just do the best that you can. And then after you do the act of contrition, you should pray the prayer of thanksgiving after confession. 
And as a matter of fact, to those of you who are familiar, the prayer that I pray before each episode of my podcast is actually taken is the last prayer in the Thanksgiving after confession. The, um, the next two prayers that are in my prayer book are two prayers to Jesus. After that, there's the Divine Spirit Prayer. Oh, I'm sorry, Holy Spirit Prayer. It's called, uh, it starts out, Old Divine Spirit. It's talking about the Holy Ghost. And then the next four prayers after that are to the Blessed Virgin Mary again. And this is up to you. I just do it. As part of the confession, it lists three psalm prayers that basically ask the Heavenly Father to forgive you for our uh, that give that, that are giving praise and glory to the Heavenly Father for his forgiveness, his mercy, and his love. I do one of those. And then that's it. I mean, if you want it, if you want to just do the bare bones basics, that's it. What I do is after I do the confession part, there's another um, there's the prayer of spiritual communion. I use the one by St. Alphonsus Liguori. And I do that poem of spiritual communion. And that's what I do. Now, I, I'm sorry that this turned into an autistic lecture, but the bottom line is, is doing the examination of conscience has helped my prayer life immensely. Because as I'm going down the the list of sins, even on the sins that I haven't committed, even on the sins that I haven't committed, um, I've I ask, you know, Lord Jesus, His His Blessed Mother in the Heavenly Kingdom, uh, can you can you help me? You know, if it is Your will, help me to overcome these sins, even though I haven't committed them today. For the sins that I've actually committed, um, I ask, and by the way, if you want to get more spiritually aligned with God, you've got to keep this, this very important aspect in mind. And that is, it does, venial or mortal, it does not matter. A lot of Catholics, and I don't care if they're Vatican II, Neotrads, or um, Sedimacontis, they, they fall into the air of thinking, well, it's a venial sin. And they forget the spiritual principle that all sin, all sin offends Jesus Christ and His Blessed Mother and the Heavenly Kingdom. And you cannot enter into heaven with a venial sin on your soul. So, 
as, as, as I said in one of my previous podcast episodes, um, not everyone is going to be a saint. But in order to get more pious and devout, we should treat our venial sins as seriously as we would treat a mortal sin. It just, you know, you take it for what it's worth. Now, um, but I've been noticing, like, with, with a sin, as, as you grow in the spiritual life, and, and your relationship with Lord Jesus, and the Blessed Mother, when you go through that act of examination, you will probably be able to recognize the base seven deadly sins that is part of that examination. And as you get in the habit of doing this, you will recognize what your main, what the root of your, your sins are. And so, when you're doing this, examining the seven deadly sins, as you become more familiar, what seems to be your top deadly sins, you will ask Lord Jesus, His Blessed Mother in the Heavenly Kingdom for help. Um, and as you start doing this, Oh, well, like I said, disclaimer, this is what works for me. It may not work for you, but don't, don't get discouraged if it doesn't. If you're sincere and, um, if you're sincere and devout, Lord Jesus will help you find a way. So what I find when I'm going through my examination of conscience, I tend to have, I, I, I have, I do a mix. Uh, Father Bernard Utley recommends that you actually do free, free form verbal prayer. And I couldn't do it. I literally couldn't do the free form verbal prayer. And so, I started using prayers from the prayer book that I thought would be helpful and I really liked. And then as I started doing the examine, getting in the habit of doing the examination of conscience, uh, you know, as often as I was able, I noticed that I was having free form verbal prayer with Lord Jesus, His Blessed Mother in the Heavenly Kingdom. And it was coming naturally. I didn't have to think about what I was saying. It just came to me spontaneously. Um, you know, if it be your will, uh, can I have help with this? If it be your will, can, uh, can, can I help overcome that? Get help overcoming that. And so on and so forth. Now, I'm sure because we're all individuals, your route may differ. That's fine. 
I'm just telling you what's been working for me. And one last thing before I close out this episode. One last thing. And that is, a lot of people, you know, and it doesn't matter. It does not matter. If you're a Protestant, a Vatican II sect, a neo-traditionalist, and a uh, set of contests, that we tend to pray for stuff, material things. And the reason I'm raising this issue, because on the Sermon of the Mount, for those of you who are uninitiated, that's the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapters 5 through 7, He talks about, after he gives the Our Father prayer, he says, you don't need to pray for your material, and I'm paraphrasing obviously, you don't need to pray for your material welfare. You are worth more than the sparrows and the flowers in the meadows. Um, God takes care of them. He's going to take care of you. So what he's saying there is don't worry about your material needs. Worry about your spiritual needs. Because as as you're praying for your spiritual needs and your relationship with Lord Jesus, His Blessed Mother in the Heavenly Kingdom advances, the more your material needs are going to be taken care of. So... You take that for what it's worth. So, if you gave me 25 minutes of your time and you still disagree with what I said, once again, I'm still going to thank you. I'm still going to thank you. Um, if, if, if Even if you disagree with what I'm saying, but you're giving me a listen... Uh, I say God bless you, you know. And by the way, you know, in case it needed to be said, it doesn't matter to me if you disagree with me or not. And this is something I forgot to do in my last episode. I hope and pray that you get something out of this. I really do. I hope that the intense for what my two podcast channels have been meant for, actually help people to get to where they need to go. That's the whole purpose. Take this for what it's worth. As a matter of fact, take everything for what I say for what it's worth. I care for you guys as much as a flawed, failed, sinful, emphasis on the word simple, human being can I do pray for everyone and I'd like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Three. 